We're going to bring y'all into our huddle. You are in the huddle with me, Bram. No markers today, but with me per usual, my master of all things video and sound, Maxime. How's it going? Fired up to announce that rejoining us after way too long, a noted sports author with bylines at The Ringer, The Herald, Real GM, and Fan Sided, the former Warriors B writer for the Bay Area News Group, the current host of Locked on Heat and the All You Can Heat podcast, and a man who was on site for the birth of emo Jimmy Butler, Mr. Wes Goldberg. What's going on, Wes? There's no such thing as the All You Can Heat podcast. What do you mean? It's on your fucking, it's on your Twitter. I just checked this the website. Right not a podcast. What is it? It says fucking it's podcast website. on there. It doesn't say podcast, does it? I'm almost positive it says goddamn podcast on there. <laughs> no way it says podcast on there. There's no such thing as that. Well, I mean, I just no, feel like I'm editor-in-chief of All You Can Heat and the host of Locked on Heat. That's that's what I do. Uh, well, I mean, close enough. The lines with the ringer and the Miami Herald and all that other stuff. You got everything right except the one thing you got wrong. I mean, I feel like I got it right, and if I got it wrong, I was desperately misled. Okay, new thing that we're adding to the byline, and a person I absolutely hate now, Wes Goldberg. <laughs> What's going on, Wes? Hey, uh, not much about to start this thing called the All You Can Eat podcast and, and get that <laughs> off the ground. I know the host of that podcast pretty well. He used to come on this show, but we've now banned him because he's a filthy liar. Tell me more about emo Jimmy Butler, man. So I texted oh you God. already. Um I just uh, were you guys let me start here were you expecting something you know before jimmy comes out did you think it was going to be another costume scenario costume is a specific word no i didn't think costume because even last year wasn't costume last year was just like you know dread dreadlocks and, and and braids and things like that um this went this like you know hand hats off to jimmy butler like you always just want to one up yourself right uh, and and he did it. He went full costume, full emo, full ridiculousness. Um, we did know something was about to happen a couple of minutes before he walked in because the Heat social media account started like tweeting like his hair and, and stuff like this. And everybody's just like looking at their phone like, oh, boy, here we go. Like, what is this going to be? And he walks in and everybody's jaw just dropped. One guy in the back of the room just starts crack, like couldn't even hold it in, just starts cracking up, like just lost all semblance of professionalism. <laughs> just just lost his shit and that was it and i'm in the front row so right before veteran reporter moved for me i'm i got in to uh eric spolstra's press conference a little late uh not, i got in before he started but i guess everybody had gotten in there early really early so i'm sitting in the back like the, like in the back row i'm like all right so then Jim, they're like the PR people, are like Jimmy Butler is about to come up, and I was there last year, so I was like, all right, we're gonna get something, like something's gonna happen. I gotta get video of this guy walking in, and I want to get like front row. So as soon as Spo leaves and they announce Jimmy's next, I just scoot my way all the way up to the front row, fr- like front and center, right in front of wherever Jimmy Butler's uh, where Jimmy Butler's gonna sit. And then we get that um, those social media alerts, like, and and you see some of like the signs of what's about to come, but not a full picture. Like we had no idea. I just I just saw like gray hair and I was like, is he going like you know like old man look like is uh, what's the Kyrie, Kyrie uh, yeah, character? Sorry. Yeah, like it's is he going that way? And I'm like, all right. So he walks in and it's just like full emo. And I'm just like, this is amazing. And so I I, I took a video of that, posted it. Uh, very very surprising. Um, little bit of reporting on my side on that. Last year after the whole dreadlocks situation, I had written for the ringer a story about the making of dreadhead jimbo which is what he called himself um spoke with the hairstylist that worked on him there then and and the whole reasoning behind it and how it kind of speaks to his personality and him as a teammate in general uh texted the hairstylist hey is this you is this your fault in other words and she texted me back right away she's like this is not my fault i didn't i had nothing to do with this one so she was trying to stay as far away from it as possible which I found funny. So uh, he's got a new hairstylist working on this kind of stuff. Do they come with personalities? You know, like, is he in there just answering questions normally, but he has weirdo hair and lip rings? Or is he also like, no, I am emo Jimmy now, and I'm giving you different answers as emo Jimmy? It's a great question. So uh, dread, uh, uh, dread, Dreadlock Jimmy was ultra serious. Uh, no nonsense. That's what the Dreadlocks are for, evidently. Like, I don't, whatever that is, is what that is. Uh, he came in and the first words out of his mouth were, I'm emo now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? 
And he's like, the look reflects the, my, my emotional state. <laughs> and we're just like, what? Um, and then he kind of carried on the rest of the press conference, like normal Jimmy Butler answers, but like whatever. My phone went off and he yelled at me. I guess maybe that's a little like teenager, like shut up, dad kind of energy. But uh, which is ten, tends to be when people go through their emo phase. But um, yeah, I just I don't know. It's like uh, I, I don't know that it's so, so much of a personality during the interview because he will just answer the questions. But for the rest of the day, when he's like taking the photos and stuff, I mean, he just leans into it. Right. And I'm just really interested to see if the NBA is going to use this picture of him is not or not, because. I have a feeling they won't because they didn't even use the dreadlock picture, but he put up such a big stink about it. I wonder if they'll just like leave it up there for a couple of weeks before switching it back. Do you know how much I loved that in the power dynamic you created when your phone went off that you were the dad in there? Like, I, I don't feel like he fucking viewed that in any way, shape or form. If you could grab a drink with either emo Jimmy or dreadlocked Jimmy, who do you pick? Oh, well, there's this, there's this cool bar around here um, that does like emo nights. Like once a month. And so if we went to that bar on emo night, then I pick emo Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yeah. Any other night of the week, though, I, I would pick Dreadhead Jimbo. That's where you guys record all you can heat podcast, right? Is that emo bar? Yeah. And that's why it's not even us talking. It's just usually music. It's just music. You can usually find so fucking confused. It's so weird. The, the all you can eat podcast, if you just uh, type in Fallout Boy on Spotify, it just pops up. It's crazy. It's, it sounds the same. Yeah. Maybe that's how I got confused. Over under Maxime on the term all you can heat podcast today. What do you I put it at like five point five? I take the way over. I mean, I think we're already at like three or four. So are we? I, I think, think we've only it. had one because all I've heard is all you can eat podcast, and I've been very confused this entire time. I spent a lot of time researching that one too. Um, it turns out he does not host that one. I can confirm a hundred percent that's not him. Uh, one last question from the Heat Media Day, and in fact. We got a video. Let's go ahead and run the video. This is a quote that Wes got directly from BAM. I imagine from he or from the media day itself. Yeah, you have that could shoot threes. Like any experimenting that you anticipate, maybe playing alongside one of those guys, maybe in the preseason. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's bound to happen. You can even pause it right there, Maxime, but keep the video up. It's not the answer or the audio I'm interested in. It's the video because it's for this question. Is Bam on a fucking ladder while you're taking this video? <laughs> what is up with the camera angle, dude? Is he like eight foot nine? Like, I just, right. I don't understand. Even that gentleman apparently to his left is is really taller yeah. than you are. And you're not Actually, that short. Yeah. Yeah, that's Coop. He works for the the Heat website. Uh, he is tall. Like that dude's tall. Like seven, uh, he's five? not as tall as Bam. <laughs> so, all right. No, this is totally fair. Uh, I have the phone at about like nipple Your height hip? here. Yeah, it's about. I I got the phone at nipple height here. Uh, because <laughs> I hate moving the phone up. Because I well I didn't okay. Really, I don't like generally having the phone up because I think it looks it looks ridiculous. Like why? Like in no other situation would you have your phone like that. So that's part of it. The other part of it is I was wearing a white T-shirt and I had noticed in in South Florida it gets pretty hot here and people do tend to sweat, including your guest today. So I had kind of by the time I parked and this is not media day. This is actually training after training camp. Um, but I had noticed that I had I might have sweat through my white t-shirt and I might have had pit stains. So I was just like full clamp down everything here at nipple height the entire time. So that's the reasoning behind this. It's a wonderful observation by you, Bram. And I think it's probably the most worthwhile question you could have asked me about this. I I'm sorry that I blew it so early. And because you're being transparent, I will uh, return the favor. So just recently, in fact, last Friday, I had to go to a meal with people I like, but don't know that well. And there's some business upside to developing the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so when I first showed up, we meet at a bar and we're just trying to socialize, but like it hits a bunch of awkward, bald spots and we're not sure what to say. And anytime that happens, I deal with it by sweating like a fucking maniac. And so that's exactly what happens. I start sweating and much like you at this practice, I'm wearing a white shirt. And the only way to make a conversation more awkward is to start sweating through a white shirt. Right. And so I had no way of really hiding it. So I ended up putting on a jacket, even though it was hot as shit. I put on a jacket because I couldn't sweat through the jacket and just sat there. I just took the bullet. You know, like I think they wondered why the hell I was wearing a jacket while it was like 95 plus degrees. Right. But I respect the decision to uh, to not share the sweating problem. It's so nicely played and perfectly handled.
Was it weird when you passed out due to a heat stroke? So weird. And I woke <laughs> up like hours later, the restaurant's empty. You know, the, the deal did not go through, but they did not know how sweaty I was. And you, and you didn't have to pick up the check, I bet. So no, I <laughs> actually, I woke up with the check on me. That was the only, right. yeah. and, you know, whatever. The good news is it was soaking wet because I had to go through my jacket, but let's talk Warriors boys. And Wes, you are a perfect guy. Yeah. So we oh. are smack dab in the middle of prediction season. You know, training camps are up and running. We're going to have preseason games just right around the corner here. And so I've got a bunch of prediction stuff. It's not just about the Warriors. In fact, we're going to bring in a couple of other teams, and that's why we need you. You've got knowledge, obviously, with the Warriors, but you're not limited to the same kind of homer takes that Maxime and I can be. So that's why we brought you in. And the format's pretty easy. We're not covering a whole bunch of teams, just a few. And I pulled their over-under win totals from Vegas. So really, you're going to tell me how many wins you think these teams are going to get. But I've added a question to each. And let's jump in. And let's start right with the Warriors, all right? So their win total from Vegas is 48.5. But let's get to the question first. Here's the question. Is Golden State in a better position to win a title today than they were when they started the series against the Lakers during last postseason. Oh. Because that's what we want, right? right. Last time we saw them, when they were pursuing a title, they, they go into L.A., we lose in six games, everyone's real frustrated, and they've addressed that. You know, the change is we had the big locker room change by getting rid of J.P., we lost DiVincenzo, we lost PBJ, Jamichael Green, probably Andre, Ty Jerome, Anthony Lamb, but then the big addition, CP3, Dario Saric, um, we got the couple of rookies and then maybe someone like Rudy Gay. But looking from the outside, what do you think, man? Are they in a better spot now than when that season ended? It's a really good question. I'm going to say yes. Um, I'll say yes. Uh, I, I really like the Chris Paul edition. Yeah. I know it's a little confusing and doesn't really make sense on paper so much and there's starting lineup questions even though it feels like you sort of backtracked on that on media day but um i, I just like smart smart basketball players on smart basketball teams like yep. i think that just always works uh so i've been really bullish on the chris paul edition basically since it happened um just assuming that kaminga and moody will be a little bit better than they were last year um i think sarich over jermichael green is an upgrade I, I still don't know how deep the Warriors are. I'm not really I, – I think Gary Payton II kind of has peaked. I don't know that he'll ever have a better season than he did the year that they won the championship. I think they're relying on him for a lot. But um, I I think this team goes like real playoff rotation, maybe seven. Like I feel good about six guys in yeah. the playoffs. I don't know that I feel good about seven guys in the playoffs, and that's the part that gives me pause. But – also, I think I felt good about five guys, maybe four guys on last year's roster. No, five guys. Five guys on last year's roster, the starting five. That's who I felt good about on last year's roster. You get you get away from the Jordan Poole, Draymond Green incident, you know, a little bit more. I think that only helps. So, yes, I think that they're in a better position now is the super long way of answering your question. The more we say, as long as it's yes, the better, man. Um, so I agree with you, too. I'm going to say yes. Well, Let then me you're start. not going to like my opinion uh, because I think the way that you asked the question is very interesting. The Lakers specifically, as in if we were able to somehow superimpose this year's roster onto like play the 2023 Lakers again in that playoffs, it's a, it's a real juxtaposition in size. And I think that's the key question that we have with Jokic being probably the best player in the league right now. Um, Giannis right up there too. I don't. We didn't get better at the positions that matter to actually win a title or to beat the Lakers in that series. When you have somebody like LeBron and Anthony Davis on the same team, again, assuming health, certainly we got better in the case of you know I I, I see your point. Gary Payton probably did have his best season, but he's still going to be a fantastic on-ball defender. Hopefully, he plays or is able to play all 82 um, instead of being hurt. We have Wiggins, who was just trying to reintegrate after coming back from a prolonged absence. So there's a lot of reasons for optimism about the things that we did, but it's sort of like comparing Boston to, um, you know, to, to the Sixers, right, or to the Bucks, where you're saying, ah, okay, sure, they got Drew Holiday, they're going to be fast, they're going to be small, 
And is that going to actually be able to win against sort of the new era of the NBA where all these tall dudes are at the top of the league? Answer yes. And hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to jump in here only because I caught a, just an amazing stiff arm from Maxime to get in there on the second answer. I was literally like two words in and this fool said, nope, you won't like that. And then here he was. So I am going to address um, both what you said, Maxime, and I'm going to agree with you, Wes. Before I do either of those, let me say this. All the things I needed to hear out of Media Day, and that's what Media Day is for. You know I mean? They're supposed to tell us all these things. But all the things you needed to hear out of Media Day, we heard. We've been worried about the starter thing. CP3 came out and said, all I'm here to do is play whatever the hell role you want. We want Steph to be motivated. He is. We want Clay to be healthy. He said he is. We want Wiggins to be ready for a full season. He gave us all the quotes that suggest he is here and he is ready for another big year. So that is an aside. Are they in a better spot right now to win a title? Not beat the Lakers, to win a title. Because I hear you, Maxime. Um, I say yes. Wes, you already talked about the locker room theoretically has been solved with JP going out. Wiggins is theoretically not dealing with whatever personal issue it was that he was dealing with. And we're going to get hopefully close to 82 games out of him. But the CP3 edition, I'm going to add a different wrinkle to. And I hope that this addresses the Lakers thing. What, you know, we heard a lot of reasons why they lost last year. But what Steph said was different than what we heard from everybody else. Everyone else talked about locker room and difficulties. What Steph said was that we only had one way to play. And the Lakers figured it out, and we could not succeed. And what he wanted was a different way to play, a, a change of pace. That's exactly what CP3 is if he's coming off the bench. Theoretically, he comes with a half-court offense. We're not going to be a big man, and if the NBA is now you need a big man to win, then we're still fucked. But we were never going to win a title playing someone else's system, you know, and if they can figure out a way to utilize these pieces while also having to slow down offense, I think they have a shot. They're not the favorites, you know, they're, they're not the favorites at all. That now belongs to Boston and Milwaukee. But do I think they're in a better position they were than than, you know, last year's playoffs? I do. I absolutely do. I want to add one thing to the Chris Paul thing. And, and Bram, you're right. I, I think if 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 you had Steve Kerr on this podcast instead of me, um, you would be very happy. But also. No, what he, the way he would answer that question is the we answered the size issue with Chris Paul, and it was it's 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 related to what you were just talking about, Bram. When the biggest problem with Anthony Davis was not rebounding and shot blocking for the Warriors, it was when he came out and was able to switch on to Steph and put his big arms yeah. there and just neutralize the two man game between Steph and Draymond, between Steph and Kevon Looney, and just take all that space that Steph usually creates away, and and it forced Steph to get uncomfortable for the first time in a very long time um, that I've seen him get uncomfortable in that way. If you were able to have the ball in Chris Paul's hands now, Chris Paul did struggle down the stretch against the Milwaukee Bucks in the 2021 finals with size. But if he's doing that and you've got Steph and Clay running around around him, I don't know. Maybe if you're the Lakers, you can't afford to, to kind of put everything in the middle of the floor on ball. If Chris Paul is able to kind of work some pick and roll and, and do all the Chris Paul things and allows Steph to sort of just run around and move people where he wants to move them as opposed to them taking away the space because he's on the ball right in the middle of the floor. I don't know. I think that there's something there uh, for the Warriors to explore. That said, yes, size is 100% an issue with them. It's why they explored maybe going after Dwight Howard. It's why Draymond Green is like, I think we probably need to add another big man to this roster. And by the way, they still can. You know, the trade deadline isn't until February. There'll be buyout guys after that, too. And they kind of have to do all that kind of stuff now because we're not going to be able to do it next year with the with the new CBA rules coming in. But, um, yeah, I don't have them the favorites by any stretch in the Western Conference. Like, I don't even know if I have them in my top four in the Western Conference. But I think they're better than they were they were last year. Cut that last part, Maxime, whatever you was, need to do. I was having uh, such a fact, nice time. And this is like, jeez. <laughs> Maxime, keep the, ma or keep the mic. And it's, how I keep, it's how I keep you guys honest. I just have to like, this is my pattern. I say a lot of nice things and then I just like burst the bubble that I make. Yeah, you say that as if we have not had you on this show a million times. And I listen to the all you can eat. So I know your entire style, man. Uh, over under 48.5 wins. Maxime, what do you take? I take the over. I think Jesus. I take the over two, and this is not what. Yeah, I think I take the over two. What do you? Forty-eight and a half over? wins. Forty-eight and a half. That's the that's Vegas's over under. That's so many wins. It's not so many. I mean, it, it's 
They had 44 last year. Yeah, we just said they're better. And they were terrible on the road. They were one of the worst teams in. And they were amazing at home. And everybody forgets that. Like they're not going to be. They're not that good at home. And they're not that bad on the road. So it'll be somewhere in the middle. They're not going to win 48 and a half games. They'll win something less than that. There's going to be a lot of trial and error this year. And guys are going to miss games. Clay's going to miss games. Draymond's going to miss games. Draymond's already missing games. Chris Paul's going to miss games too. Steph is going to miss a few games, even though hopefully not a lot. This team's not very deep. And if any of those guys that I just talked about are out, it creates big problems for the rest of this group. Kevon Looney's going to play like 94 games or something like that because that's just what he does. But like everybody else, I, I just I think there's going to be so much experimenting, and it just feels like every time the Warriors think in the regular season that they have things figured out, something happens, and then they kind of have to backtrack for a, for a week or two and just try to get the group back together. And this has sort of been their routine for the last two or three years now. Now, one of those seasons, they went on to win the championship. So it's fine. I just think like this has no, nothing to well. do with their ch- their chances yeah. to win the title. I still think that they have like they're they're right on the outside of the innermost group of contenders, which means you have a chance. But in the regular season, I just think that there's going to be too many obstacles and 48 and a half wins to go the over. We're talking about 49 wins, 50 wins. That just seems like a that just seems like a little bit of a reach to me. I like I don't. I like them slightly under, not by much. I think what we're talking about is maybe the difference of two or three wins, but um, it's just 48 and a half seems like a lot. Let me check your math real fast. You're right. 49 is above 48.5, so they will, in fact, need to get 49 wins. Why That's what I'm on. on that. Um, I'll tell you what. <laughs> here's what spoke to me um, about what you just said, the word experiment. And I think you can actually, you said this isn't affecting their title chances. It's just regular season. I think it's because of their title chances that you're right. I think this, the, in, in fact, I'll, I retract my answer. I will take the under, and it's the experiment portion. I think that Steve Kerr always uses the regular season as an opportunity to figure yeah. out how these rotations are going to work. And with CP3 and hopefully a change of pace, that may be a little bit more of an extensive experimenting you know, than, than we've seen in the past, which could hurt their regular season. Let me turn this into a compliment to Steve Kerr. When he took the mic, first thing he did on media days said, do you guys want to have my starters? Because that's all we've all been talking about nonstop. And his ability to both to, to address something, because that's what he did. That's what we've been talking yeah. about. At the same time as saying, isn't this ridiculous? You know, like, okay, yes, dude, here's our starters, but it's going to change at any point. By, by pointing out what the hell are we talking about? This means nothing. Only by giving information is a skill set that Steve Kerr is phenomenal at. Um, He's the best though, at that. It also is very helpful that Draymond's out. So he yes, can just oh, be no, like, it was, it was a godsend. Uh, I mean, wrong way to say it. Uh, we sure. don't know how long Dre's out, but Wes is right. Suffered a, I think, sprained right ankle. Came down on Kaminga's foot during a, uh, a practice session. Dre looked pretty mobile during the media appearance. He wasn't in a boot. He wasn't on crutches. He was moving around. Suggestion is he might miss as many as nine games. The hidden upside, maybe, you know, is just as Wes said, takes a little pressure off who the hell is going to start. And maybe it jumpstarts Kaminga. But we need more information on the injury before we dive into it. So I'll hold it. Can I say one more thing about the over-unders just in general on 48 and a half? Only two teams won more than 40. Uh, eight games last year in the Western Conference, Memphis and and Denver. Denver were the champions. Uh, Memphis is a regular season juggernaut. Whatever it is that they do, it just works in the regular season. Um, the West is even more loaded this year. Like I don't know how many teams are going to hit that uh, over, regardless of the Warriors. Like I don't. I still have Denver winning fifty plus games because Nikola Jokic is impossible. But I don't really know how many. They they might be the only one I would pick comfortably to win more than 48 and a half games. I'm not even sure about Phoenix. You know what I mean? Like still kind of wait and see about them. So uh, every team except for probably Portland and maybe to a certain degree, the San Antonio Spurs are trying to are actively trying to win games and win more games than they won last year. So the West is going to be a bloodbath. 48 and a half is just a lot to get to for any team. So that's my okay. last point on that. For Denver, I don't want you to answer it yet because they're our last team. But just so you know, they're over under is 53.5. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. To the Lakers, all right? So ultimately, I'm going to ask you boys over under for them. Their win total per Vegas is 47.5. But before we get there, here's my question for you. Is this the year that LeBron finally shows his age? Okay, but I don't want it to be your yes or no question. That's super subjective. Let's make it objective. I'm going to give you some mini over-unders. All right, here's our first over-under on minutes. 35.5. That's how many he played last year. So what do Total? you think, Wes? You are Mr. LeBron. Over under for minutes on LeBron. 35 and a half. When he plays, he just, I don't know. Like, he's not really a minutes restriction guy. He's said this before. He's like, if I'm out there, just put me out there. If I'm going to take the day off, I'm just going to take the day off. You know what I mean? So I'll go, you asked me over under? Uh-huh. 35 and a half. I'll go under, but like, like we're talking like 34, 35. Maxine, what do you think? I take the under, heavy under. If it was like 33, I might take the under. I think he's I think LeBron would very much like AD to finally take the torch. I don't know if it'll there's be more depth there. It. Like you can kind of give Austin Reeves the ball, let him run offense for a little bit more. I'll, yeah, you're you're I think you're right. The, the under seems pretty fair right now. Also, bleep that name, Maxine. We're never allowed to say often fucking on this podcast ever again. Hey, uh, why? Just because I severely dislike him for no reason. Like, really there's no, I have it's a completely irrational sports hate that I've developed for uh, I don't like his face. Uh, mm. I don't like his game. I don't like that he's in the Olympics. There's a million things I don't like, but I digress. Over under our minutes. Maxine, what do you think? I have a really hard time betting against LeBron. Uh, the framing of this category of questions is, is this the, when we're going to finally see his age? I've thought that for uh, six years. Like at this point, I'm I'm afraid to say anything. Like, oh, this is going to be the year that it finally happens. Because of course, I'm going to be proven wrong until he's 85 and finally retires from the league. We've been talking about LeBron, and this is one of my least favorite sports phrases. But like Father Time catching up. Like, there, first of all, there's no such thing as Father Time. Can we please stop making that up? Yeah, Father Time's undefeated, and it's like. It's the dumbest thing anybody could say. It's like, yeah, the earth is going to explode one day. We're all going to die. You might as well just tell us that. It's the same thing. It's so dumb. Um, anyway, it's like, but you, like there have been people like pundits being like, this is the year. I'm telling you, this is the year. So you can kind of take it that way. And eventually you'll be right, dude. Like you'll be wrong for six, seven, eight years in a row. But eventually you'll be right. And then you'd be like, I told you. Or you can go the opposite way on this and just be like, I'll never bet against LeBron. I'll never bet against LeBron. And then once it actually happens, you'd be like, well, it's bound to happen sooner or later. And you just take the one L and that's fine. This, I, I have no idea what to expect with LeBron. I kind of sent, I, I tend to just go like, you know what? Let me wait and see. He's not the same player he was. He's still a really good player. And I, and people want to kind of, he's not the best player in the world anymore. I still have him firmly in my top 10. And if it's an, if it's a conference finals, I don't know that there's five guys I'd rather have than LeBron. Right. But if in, for the whole body of work, which is sort of more the spirit of your question, Bram, yeah, he like there's just certain things that he has to do now that he didn't have to do when he was 29, right? But it's I just think he's still a really good player and I kind of think he's just going to always be a really good player. I don't know that he's ever going to be like when he retires, I don't know that he'll be worse than the 15th player and the best player in the league. Yeah, I think he'd tell you the same thing. Do you see this circle on my outline? I mean, no. you guys probably can't read it. Do you see the circle? Want to know what that says? Father time is undefeated. Just so you know, that shit was written right here in my fucking notes. Here, let's, I was going to bring you through all of his stats. Let's not do that. Let's get right to the stat I care about. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put the over under at 130, gentlemen. Okay. The question is, how many games will they play combined between LeBron and AD? So all told, if they played every game the entire season, they could add up to 164. So I put it at 130. 
And I mean, just to add a little subtext, everyone's talking about all the additions the Lakers have made, and rightfully so. They had a great offseason. But here's a fucking newsflash. Unless they get completely full seasons from a guy who's known for injury and another guy who's now known for advanced age, they have no shot. So let's get right to the meat of it. All right. 130 over under on combined games for AD and LeBron. What do you guys take? Um, I'll go first. I'll take the under. I, I'm betting with history here. You know, AD didn't have a major injury last year. I think we are due. I think that uh, LeBron's age is is ultimately going to catch up to him. So I will take the under. Uh, 130 regular season games, right? That's what we're talking about? Yeah. Not playoffs. Okay. Um, AD played 56 games last year. LeBron had 55 games last year. LeBron dealt with an actual injury towards the end of the season. But even if you played 65 games, you're still hitting the under on that. So, uh, or... Yeah, I think you're still yeah you're still in the under on that. Um, I'm going to go under, and I think the 130 is really really high. I, I think that even Lakers, like the most optimistic Lakers fan, would probably tell you the under, and actually probably hope for the under. Like this team is m- much more deep than it was at the start of last season too. So I think you want like LeBron and AD to take 20 games off so that they're ready to go for the playoffs, and I think they'll approach it that way. Take the next number, Maxime, 47.5 for the Lakers over under wins. Well, uh. I- I'm still a little bit shell-shocked that Wes basically backhanded me without saying as much, but being like, oh, you could either have the quote, Father Time is undefeated, or you could be like, yeah, I don't know. You don't, you know, it's going to happen some point, but not this year. And then in that case, you can only be wrong once. It basically was like, fuck you to Maxime, which is cool. I said the I same guess. thing, though. No, we did the same thing. <laughs> We're both doing the same thing. But those, I'm just saying, those are the two options. There's no, nobody's going to be like, you know what? Never, the, He's great. He's great. He's great. This is the year. If there's one person who was like, it's not happening, it's not happening, it's not happening. No, now it's happening. That person should just get a prize because nobody's going to accurately guess it. Maxime, what he did was take the two possible answers to that question and shithouse both of them. I I mean, it didn't take like, you know, incredible intelligence. It was a yes or no question and he took both sides. I'm a truth teller. (laughs) (laughs) The the truth of the matter is we're going to get to the end of the season and and more than one team whose fan base is expecting to have a deep postseason run is going to be saying to themselves, holy shit, we might not make the play-in. And it could very well be the Warriors or the Lakers. As a homer, you know, I'm taking the 48, I'm taking the over on 48 and a half and, you know, here I'm going to take the under on 47. But, but I think the overall truth of this is it's, it's actually likely to be one of these teams. If we're talking about Anthony Davis and LeBron James not being able to combine for 130 games total. That's not great. That means like one of them is not eligible mm. for the all-star team. You know, that's, that's not a, that's not a good sign overall when I don't think looking through the Lakers roster, there's anybody else that is, I really trust to be a floor general um, on offense other than LeBron, that's a really, really sketchy situation if he's taking a minutes, you know, not a minutes restriction, but a sort of a load management perspective. Because I agree with you, Wes, it's going to be an all or nothing thing. And he is going to be looking towards the 16 game postseason, but that's very dangerous. Whereas the Warriors have a little bit more to spread this out. The beauty of it is if Curry sits, we got Chris Paul. If Chris Paul sits, Curry sits. And I understand that they're both a little bit older and liable to some amount of injuries and could have both of them out at the same time. But overall, I think there's a little bit more, um, opportunity to go around between more players than just two um, in Los Angeles. We can't spend too much time in the Lakers, but let me tell you where I'm coming on on this. We have the blueprint for what the Lakers need to win a title. We watched it. It it happened in the bubble. They need about, what was it, three weeks, four weeks? They need a big period where nobody's playing before the playoffs start, and then they they jump in. That's exactly what happened with the bubble. So what they need is... uh, relative health entering the playoffs and i don't think they will have that you know i I really don't which is what's going to limit them but give me that over under so 47.5 boys over under on their on their win total i'm going under i'm going under on everybody in the west i just think it's gonna be too hard except for one team there's only one team i'm gonna go over with but i don't even think you're gonna ask me about them uh phoenix who are you asking who are you thinking for well let me just double check what this over under is (laughs) but ask your next question i'll get this back to you yeah. We'll, Wait, we'll go fast um, on these next two because I'm already running longer than I promised. So our next team is Milwaukee. Their over-under is 54.5. That is the highest in the league along with Boston. But my question goes right back to Miami because it's this. If Damian Lillard was given a button right now and he pressed it and it brought him to Milwaukee as opposed to – or I'm sorry, brought him to Miami as opposed to Milwaukee – 
Do you think he would press it? Do you think in his heart of hearts, he would still prefer be a member of the Heat? Or now that he sees, you know, where he's landed and has Milwaukee in his front court, that he's, he's totally happy with where he's gone? Questions about the button. Uh, what color is it? Green. All right. Also, um, does this button also, like, like men in black style, we all forgot the Milwaukee thing even happened? It Great does. question. No. Oh, okay. um, yeah, they, it would we it would be him telling the world. See, told you. I I told you I wanted Miami, and I do want Miami. Okay. Uh, no, he would not push the button unless it had the Men in Black powers, and then he would push the button because he does secretly want to be in Miami. But at this point, yeah, you can't you can't be like a Milwaukee for four hours and then go to Miami. How'd you take it? How upset was were you or Miami when mm. the news that Lillard was? Dude, I was. I was, first of all, shocked. I was like, Milwaukee, like everybody else, we're like, wow. And then you're like, oh my God, wait, now it's Damian Lillard and Giannis, bleep. And then you're just like, this is it. Uh, who's going to beat this team? And then you think about it a little bit more. It's like, well, defensively, they're going to be a little weird. And then everybody starts saying that. And you're like, you know what? I don't care. It's Damian Lillard and Giannis. They'll figure it out. Like, that team's awesome. I don't care about defense, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, and then you're back to the world is ending. I was mostly disappointed because I was really looking forward to covering Damian Lillard on a day-to-day basis because everything about that guy is awesome. Uh, everything that you've heard from Portland-based reporters. In his farewell message, he thanked the media members by name, specifically the ones that were like with him for the longest amount of time. I thought that was really cool. I've only spoken with him a handful of times. I don't know him by any stretch. It's all like in scrums and stuff. But every time I've talked, like this dude's awesome. And if he was in Miami... It would be a great sort of change of pace. Also, the Heat have basically been the same team for three years. It would have been nice to shake things up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I was I was mostly just disappointed. That makes perfect sense. I Can I push the button? Uh, yeah, we can press it right now, but we would all know. No men in power or men in black powers. I've got a Lillard story, but I'll keep it in pocket. Instead, man, I'm going to take you to our quick hitters. All right. So this audience is going to get tired of Maxime and I's predictions as we go forward, but we don't get to hear them from you so much. So I'm going to give you big topics, and you just give me the first answer that pops into mind. Here's the first. Who's in the Eastern Conference Finals? <laughs> okay. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals is going to be Milwaukee and Boston, unless for some reason they end up on the same side of the bracket, which is totally possible. I know you wanted me to be quick, so I'm going to stick with Milwaukee-Boston. But uh, those teams are shallow. They could get an injury, kind of go through a skid mark in the regular season, end up being like a three-seed or a four-seed, end up on the same side of the bracket, they knock each other out in the semifinals, in which case in the Heat end up in the conference finals losing to one of those teams. But that's my short and sweet answer without saying all the stuff that I just said. We use the phrase short differently. What's the worst thing that someone can eat while sitting next to you on a plane? Oh, this is a great uh, question. And while I think about it, um, the answer to your previous question, it was the Minnesota Timberwolves or the team that I'm going to take the over. They're over unders at 45 and a half. I'm going to over. I'm going over on that. Only leave that in. Five. That's nice. He played there. Yeah. Um, worst thing, like literally anything. So I suffer from something called misophonia. And that is that word up. That's incredible. Nope. Look, look it up. That's a real, that's a, that's a fact. Um, it is, I think the definition is like the irrational fear of noises, but I think it's specifically mouth noises in my case. Um, if, anybody is chewing anything anywhere around me i will react physically like i will physically have a reaction to it uh there was a guy on a plane no i i I feel like i have to jump out of my skin like it's almost like what i i imagine people who have uh, like claustrophobia like in a tight space and they feel like they just need to leave the that area immediately that's how i feel like there was a guy on a plane we were coming back from europe and i think he was like a several rows back just chewing gum, like and probably like a normal person. I know I have the problem. Like he was probably fine. And I was like, I, I turned to my wife. I'm like, I am going to murder this person on this plane. And she's like, what person? What are you talking about? Like, do you not hear that? She's like, no, I don't hear anything. <laughs> and so it was, like, I have this all the time. So God forbid the person is next to me, literally doing anything. Uh, this is why I bring noise canceling headphones on planes. Like I, I, I it's, it's a real problem. So the answer to your question, Bram, is absolutely anything it's from incredible. gum to like whatever they picked up at the airport. Um, the, the, the specific chewing noises are the worst. Uh, so like I'm trying to think of something like chewy that would last for a long time and smell bad. Anything like that. Yeah. Like the, the smell, the smell plays that I was once on a plane where somebody brought soup and it bothered me so much 
Like they had to that's go a into dangerous their game. A little bit of turbulence. Like, that soup like goes everywhere. Liquid and then like a, a little container where they had like noodles. Oh, soup from like, home? Yes, dude. And they like they put the soup together. It took hell of long for them to put together. By the time they're they're bringing their oh, third oh, thing oh. out of the backpack, everyone was was strangely invested and like what are you building meanwhile i just wanted that person to die because what are you doing bringing soup anywhere that's a home fucking food that's not a to-go food so yeah unacceptable the logistics on that are incredible like how do you how do you get the hot water because you can't take liquid through security but obviously you have to carry that stuff on so you have to get hot water somewhere how are you getting that oh you can take liquid through security you just can't take a certain amount of liquid through security this person had it was no. a bunch of small little things that no. they had fucking filled up to the amount that you're allowed to bring through that's soup's what I mean, not like, that expensive this was like you, this person was broke and shouldn't be on the plane just buy the soup in the airport or this was the best goddamn soup on the planet and he could not leave home without it like i don't what is the strategy here is like, there a word it? for rage responses you know like you said like yours is like claustrophobia when you hear people i i don't i don't know what my diagnosis is called but i have rage like the second that soup came out of the backpack i was almost unconsolably angry and the thermos on a travel, like once you mm. use whatever's in the thermos, it's like, what are you doing with that later? Yeah. And, and it's soup. Like, so like, what are you going to do? You're going to wash that off in your hotel room, wherever you're going. Like, exactly. Where are you going? The if whole you're thing with is somebody, disgusting. You can't and now like you're stuck with this thermos for the, the entirety okay. of your trip. You're it's staying a with a friend. Can I do dishes? The answer would be no. What are you doing coming to my house with this? Your soup thermos very... that's been like soupy for two hours on this plane and nasty. No, keep that thing in your backpack. Western Conference Finals, Wes. Uh, soup. Um... <laughs> Western Conference Finals. So uh, I'm going to go Denver. I, Denver's easy for me. I, I like Denver a lot this year. I'm not worried about a backslide from them. Um, and I, I, I hate doing this. I think I might go chalk, and I might just, I might just go Denver Phoenix. I just think that I don't know how you solve the Phoenix offense thing um, necessarily. I don't even feel great about Phoenix. I really I should have saw this one coming after you asked me about the Eastern Conference. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Denver a lot. That's the only team I feel good about. That's it's a really Denver bad answer. Denver. It's Denver versus Denver. Yeah. yeah, in a civil war that nobody saw coming to decide the West. I right, know. I got. It, I got. It. I'm sorry. I forgot about. I forgot about this team because nobody ever talks about them. The uh, Lakers. I got the Lakers. Nuggets. Lakers. You forgot about this team. No one ever talked about. We we talked about them for fucking 25 minutes on this podcast, maybe 30 seconds ago. Um, you get to pick this one, and it's our last overarching prediction mvp coach of the year or rookie mm -hmm. of the year mvp coach of the year or rookie of the year rookie of the year is boring uh and stupid nobody cares um i'm gonna go coach the year i'm going chris finch huh Minnesota timberwolves yeah i think look this award always goes to the team like oh i didn't think they were gonna win that many games give that guy the award it's like okay i'll get it like the, the timberwolves are gonna win like 48, 49 games, and they're going to be like, wow, this guy's been under our nose the whole time. Yeah, I, I it doesn't surprise me that you're circling the Timberwolves as a team that's on the up and up. Um, we won't jump into that rabbit hole now, but I can see where you're coming from. Instead, gentlemen, I have a judgment theater that is incredible. I haven't brought up to you yet. All right, so here's the idea. Let's say there is a tape, a recording. I mean, digital, otherwise, doesn't matter. There's a recording out there of what other people have said about you when you are not around, it is up to you if you want to listen to it or not. You know, would you play that recording or would you delete it forever so that you just didn't have to worry about what it was? And we don't, could be good things, could be bad things. You don't know. You just know that it was said outside of your presence. If it was up to you, would you play it? Guess. All right. So that's, that's presented to me. Someone comes to me. They have this recording. It's, it's people. You, you can't listen about. to that fast enough, dude. Like you, are you kidding yes. me? You've got that thing implanted into your brain ASAP. Like that's, and by the way, you should, like, there's not a person on earth that would not listen to that. And if they say they do, they think they're like probably an Instagram influencer talking about like the right way to go about life. And they post about their morning routine. F that guy. <laughs> like everybody's listening to that. Maxine, what's your guess? <laughs> I make my bed in the morning. It's like, get out of here. <laughs> I, uh, of course. If only because it is a lifetime's worth of podcast fodder. You got to do it for the show. It's content, baby. The answer is no. And a huge surprise. Okay, Get so out. Distinctions here. What's your morning routine? Um, if, if What's weird is that, dude, like when it comes to the pod, 
I read every review and focus on the negative ones. We've made it a segment. So there's nothing, I, I, it takes so much out of me what other people think. So this is not one of those like, oh, I'm above what other people think. We all know that that's bullshit. It's because I take those things so hard. If it was friends and people I have an existing relationship with, I would prefer right. not know. I have now. a question about the question. Is this is this presented to you as a one time thing and then it evaporates yes. like this recording yes. or does or is like, do you just have it now it's sitting in front of you? Because if that thing lingers, you are going to press oh, play at some point. Excellent distinction. No, no, no. Yeah. Do I have. So if the question is, do I have the willpower? If you put that thing in the fucking room with me and left, you know, like would I play it immediately? No. And that's what I'm explaining to you now. Would it ultimately eat a hole in me? And would I play it if you left? Of course I would. There's no way I could. But if it's just up to me. Three beers in, you're pressing play. Like it's, it's, just, it's like it's a dead. Mission Impossible recording. You know, like you press it. And if you don't do it within a certain amount of time, the thing is going to fucking self-destruct anyways. I am not pressing it. It's easier for me to, uh, to, to not is. press it, believe it or not. let us I'm not going to say let's turn to Wes, but I'm pretty sure we know what the fucking answer is. It sounds like I'm it's a it. yes, 100%. a thousand percent yes. thousand percent. All the way across the board. Well, then let's make Maxine the mystery. All right. He never has a response during one of these that I find predictable. Um, what do you think, Wes? Would, would Maxine? He hits it because he's a normal person, Bram. He hits play. Everybody listens to it, including I you. Just, You're wrong about your own response. I mean, that's factually inaccurate. I feel like I've proven to you I'm pretty transparent when it comes to this stuff no i think you believe what you're saying i think you're wrong about yourself i think oh, you no. would press okay. play i understand your take i'm just explaining to you that i think you're wrong go fuck yourself <laughs> so for sure yes on maxime from you um yeah i think you would listen maxime i think you'd pause i don't think it would be immediate um, and I think your pause wouldn't be for the reasons all the rest of us would pause. I like, you might consider like their privacy or something like, Oh, like, is it right to listen? But ultimately you hit play. What's the answer? That is a very important question. You know, it's like, was, did, did we, did everybody sign releases? Are they okay with the fact that I'm hearing this information? It's a really good point. You're worried about them. They're the ones talking shit. <laughs> Maybe they're not. Maybe they're, all they're talking statements. shit. It might be That's, good. They're things. always talking shit. So, but precisely why I'm not listening, Wes, I, what, when I was, am I the wrong, am I the weird one? When I was a freshman in high school, I found out that this dude that I thought I was friends with, but had drifted away from over the years, uh, um, hated me. And to this day, I don't know why he hates me, but I have found out from a reliable source that he doesn't like me. It's, and it's because of something I did, I guess, but I don't really know. And I'm bringing it up to you now. Newsflash, I am no longer a freshman in high school. I've been carrying this burden with me for two decades now. I still think about this dude and like why he hates me and how I don't know about it. It was you one, love to have a tape about one it? instance, man. I can't <laughs> handle it. I would completely fall apart. It would be an absolute fucking disaster. There's no what's, way. There's no what's way. What's that person's name? Some closure. <laughs> my boy Hayden. I mean, I guess he's not my boy. I thought he was my boy. We grew up together, but like Hayden, I guess doesn't like Christensen? me. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. well we all hate him because he was terrible with darth vader <laughs> yeah. and he ruined that entire fucking thing he heard oh, all no. of us talk shit yeah, about him not, because it was everywhere that actual hayden on the off chance that you listen go fuck yourself we all really dislike you and i can't uh, believe i'm alone on this me. i was so sure about everybody on the planet would say would play press play how do you not press play here's 100 percent what we're gonna do maxine do not tell wes you and i are gonna make a 15 to 20 minute tape <laughs> of us just making mouth sounds we're just gonna eat various <laughs> foods and then we're gonna hand that shit over to wes and we're gonna be like oh this is some people talking about you it's up to you if you want to press play and then we'll see how it ultimately hits him it's you guys fantastic. for all the people that can't see the video wes literally took his headphones he's out, out. <laughs> he's like i can't just in case <laughs> this out that or we'll record a video of us eating things and we'll have can, the can uh, i ask the, a follow-up right here can i ask a follow-up judgment theater but if you, okay, let's okay. So let's say say you do the normal thing and listen to the tape here, um, and then you hear your friends or family just bad mouthing you. Do you approach them after, be like, "Hey, I heard the tape," and they'd be like, "What tape?" And then you have to have that whole conversation. But mm. like, do you do you confront them or do you just say, "You know what? I'm gonna let this slide and I'm gonna keep the peace." Super passive aggressively, right? So here's how I do it. Let's say like for whatever reason they were talking about like green shirts. You know, like, oh, fucking Bram wears too many green shirts, whatever it was. It was the awesome. next time I saw them, I'd be like, you know what I'd like to talk about? Green shirts. 
And then just, you know, just it'd be a bunch of those like super obvious, passive aggressive, like I heard it without you saying it. Guys, you know what? I'm thinking about changing my look. I, I think I would just wear a lot of green shirts. Like, what do you guys I might, like- I, I might do that too. <laughs> but in that instance, I would be, I wouldn't be like, I'm not trying to tell them I heard it. And that instance, I'm right. like, I heard my flaws and, and like, I'd like you to take it back. Please like me, which I'm also capable of. But this is exactly why I'm not listening. Like it literally is. is um, here's as close to this scenario as I've gotten, Wes. Uh, I have, I'm lucky enough to have groups of friends, but not all of them are friends with each other. You know, they're like distinct little groups. And in one of these groups, one person came to me. It's like three or four people we see all the time. One of them came and said, oh, so-and-so was, was talking about you. And I literally said, don't tell me. I was like, I don't, like I, I would prefer, like how about I just, I don't want to know. Now, I left thinking, fuck that person, you know, and like I had all the negative implications anyways. I was still upset, but I didn't, I didn't hear any of the details. And so I've, I've weaponized this. I'm telling mm. you, it's a, we might be unusual, but I think it's still a, it's still a real answer. I just feel awful about myself now. I thought for sure everybody was on my side. Maybe I'm the sick one. I almost the one with misophonia. I'm the weird one. I found out today. All right. <laughs> I mean, guaranteed. I can out neurosis you. I have a bunch of like, don't you worry about that, dude. You are not the weird one. You've come to the right place. But we did find a topic where you were able to uh, to stretch your weird legs a little bit, which is fantastic. Wes, missed you. Great seeing you. Um, outside of podcasts I've apparently made up, where can we find more of your work? Uh, the All You Can Eat podcast is coming. Uh, so that's when I, when I go around and just make mouth noises in front of other people. So um, good. just to, you know, get back at the universe and, uh, <laughs> um, that's all people care about. It doesn't matter. Fine. Check it out. Twitter, Instagram, WC Goldberg. That's where I'm at. We actually have a very exciting announcement. We are starting up a new podcast called Hayden is a stupid name and we dislike your face and your opinions. Uh, you can find that in all places. Podcasts can be found with that in mind. Go worse. Hopefully see you real soon. Good, good. I wasn't sure if you'd be able to hear that. <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome. Why don't we have that all the time? Now that I know that you can get that through my board, I'll I'll do that. <laughs>